What is up, Dirty? Happy Tuesday, everyone. May 9, 2023, and welcome to episode number 546 of the study session. My gratitude to Yins for coming back with me after my long break was in the lab. Now I'm back with all of Yin's beautiful studyings out here. And I know you've been hearing some noises. <laughs> that is my new vehicle. It's a Tesla, so it's got like these features where it tells you, hey, idiot, <laughs> you're getting close to the side of the road. And I swear I'm driving straight. But it has different thoughts. If you hear some like beeping and that kind of stuff, that's why. Anyway, we're going to talk today about those players whom the Steelers drafted that I believe will make the biggest contributions in year one. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Again, so much to get into. We have rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. Before I get into all of that, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being supporters of The Still Study. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Big episode coming today. Not one, but two big name guests on the show. You don't want to miss this one. Believe me. That is linked in the show notes. Remember, Jim is the GOAT, having covered the Steelers since 1995. He's an animal. Not a literal animal. But it's a lot of fun. Check it out. And then also, please be reminded of the affiliate partnership that we have with Real Life Trading. If you've ever wanted to trade the stock market successfully, profitably, consistently, Real Life Trading is your one-stop shop for stock market education. It has transformed my life, hence why I'm sharing it with all of Yin's beautiful, beautiful studians. So studians, let's get after it. Which Steelers draft picks have the potential to make the biggest impact this year? And it's a solid draft haul. You've heard me say that. And I'll run through here how I see these players contributing. Who's going to make the biggest contributions right away. And I'm going to start with Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. I think of all the players, he is the guy who is going to come in and be able to make plays immediately. He is athletic. He's big. He's physical. Not only is he going to be effective as a blocker and two tight end sets, three tight end sets, but he brings a lot of just beast modeness to the receiving unit. And he's going to create some matchup problems for teams. Think about this. You already have Pat Fryermuth. Decent blocker, but a better pass catcher. And now when you put Washington out there, pick your poison. And then factor in the wide receiving core, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, who is going to make a significant stride in year two. And oh yeah, Allen Robinson, the veteran they just signed. It's going to be hard to account for all these weapons. And Darnell Washington is going to be a better NFL player than he was a college player. And I think he is 
quickly going to contribute to this offense. I really do believe that. Because teams aren't going to pay much attention to him as a rookie. And because of that, and because of his talent, his athleticism, his size, he's going to be open. He's going to make some plays, and he's going to force teams to start accounting for him. And that's going to free up other offensive weapons. But Darnell Washington, to me, is the player whom at least right away is going to make an impact on this team. So he, he's my number one. Now, when you look at Broderick Jones at tackle, Joey Porter Jr. at cornerback, when you're looking at Keanu Benton on the defensive line, these guys are going to contribute, but probably not in the splashy way that Washington is going to. Jones, in my opinion, is going to be given every opportunity to start. And I think the position they're going to look at, I mean, he's open to playing both sides, and the coaches are probably open to that. But with a core four, knowing what his ceiling is, to me, it makes sense for him to get the shot at right tackle. Remember, a core four when he signed that long-term deal was only for three years. So they can get out of that contract easily. They could supplant a core four with Jones as a starter, and then you have a core four as your backup tackle on both sides. And then you have two young dudes anchoring that offensive line on the outsides with Dan Moore and Broderick Jones. Or it could be the flip. It could be they see Jones as more of a left tackle. And they're not sold on Jones. They feel it's a mistake. They'll plug him in there. Go with a core for right tackle. I think that's the less likely of the two because Dan Moore, remember, fourth round pick started his rookie year. Last year was just a second season. Everybody was optimistic about Moore after year one. They were down on him in year two. Give this dude some time. This could be the year, year three, where he puts it all together. So I'm not ready to throw Dan Moore Jr. out with the bathwater just yet. So I say that because it's going to take Jones some time to be effective as a blocker. He's going to have some growing pains. It's too early to say that he would be an upgrade over more or a core four. You would hope the, that he would be. But starting as an offensive lineman, as a rookie, <clears throat> knowing all your pass protection calls, your sets, it's a lot. Not saying that he can't do it, but it's going to take him a little bit more time than it will take Darnell Washington to come in and contribute. Same thing goes for Joey Porter Jr. They're going to bring him along slowly. They're going to simplify the defense for him. He's going to be a spot player, a role player early on. They're not going to throw him in as a starter. Opposite Patrick Peterson. However, he will split reps with Levi Wallace. They're going to mix him in there. And that's going to happen week one. 
They probably had a first round grade on Porter. The fact that they got him at 32 in the second round says a lot. So they're going to bring him along slowly. There's probably going to be some growing pains there. But once he gets comfortable, gets comfortable, settles in, he's going to make bigger contributions there toward the end of the season. More than likely, he will be the starter. And then Keanu Benton, again, the defensive line. It takes a lot to learn that system. They're going to carve out a role for him. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to spell players, Cam Hayward, Ogan Joby. He can play up and down the line. They're just going to move him around and see what they have in him. And that's what the Steelers are trying to do now is build a solid rotation of players to keep that D-line fresh. They've got to get better against the run. You're probably not going to see massive contributions from him right away. It's going to take some time. And then the other guys, Herbig, I could see contributions on special teams. Corey Trice, it's way too early to prognosticate what's going to happen with him, especially with his injury concerns. But that's how I see it playing out. Darnell Washington is going to be the number one contributor from my perspective. And let's see it play out. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 546 of the study session. My gratitude to yins. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Wex over on his site, the Still City Insider. Don't forget about our affiliate partnership with Real Life Trading. It's a beautiful day out here. So good to be back on the study sessions with all of yins. Football is creeping closer, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be here before you know it. The schedule comes out Thursday. One of my favorite days of the year. I love Thursday. I love the schedule release. Going to be there with my calendar, writing the games in, planning out my fall, my winter. Everything is built around the Steelers. Anyway, you guys have, Yin's guys and gals, have a marvelous Tuesday. And I will see you tomorrow with a brand new episode. And remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my black and gold brethren, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.